Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. Are you a new or sophisticated investor wanting to learn how to operate a successful syndication business? For life-changing training from the nation's leading syndication expert, my friend Vinny Chopra has the training you need. Text LEARN, L-E-A-R-N, to 474747. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Adam Carswell. Thanks for being on the show, Adam. Whitney, thank you for having me. A uh, huge honor for sure and really excited to get talking. No, I, I'm, it's, I'm honored. I'm honored to have you on. Pleasure to, uh, to have you and, and looking forward to this conversation, just getting to know you a little bit before the show. I'm really looking forward to this, um, this conversation and, and you have some special skills that anybody in the syndication business needs to know how to do and I'm looking forward to this. And so uh, but a little about Adam, he's an entrepreneur and podcast host, a new media marketing expert, investor relations specialist. He's director at at Concordia Realty Corporation and business development manager at ASIM Capital. Combined, both firms have syndicated, redeveloped, repositioned, and revitalized more than $425 million worth of real estate throughout the United States. Well, Adam, you know, thank you again. Give the listeners a little more about, you know, who you are, your background, you know, a couple of things that we mentioned, I'd love for you to just share a little bit, even where you're at right now. And, uh, and let's, let's dive in. Sure. Yeah. So I'm, I'm coming to you, Whitney, and all of our listeners today live from St. John's, Newfoundland, Canada. Uh, if you want to go ahead and Google it, you can take a look. St. John's is the first country in North America that the sun, or excuse me, first city in North America that the sun rises on every day. Um, I moved here in May as a digital nomad and will continue my digital nomad journey to somewhere warmer once November rolls around. Um, so it's been a great experience here. Originally from Cleveland, Ohio, went to Westminster College close to Pittsburgh, um, relocated to Belize to finish my studies and play and coach basketball there. Came back from Belize, moved to Washington, D.C., worked for a company there and then realized I wanted to get into real estate. Fast forward a few more years and now I'm sitting here talking to you, Whitney. So I'm excited. Like I said, let's talk. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Awesome. So you have a skill you know, with the investors or, or, you know, bringing investors in and getting them on the, on the phone and, and, you know, this, you know, your investor relations specialist, I know we sh you shared a little bit about your team and some amazing things you all are up to and doing. And, you know, I know at least one of your, your teammates pretty well, or I've gotten to know him a little bit and, and I know, you know, just speak very highly of them. Uh, but, uh, you know, tell me, you know, let's, let's elaborate on this process that you have of, of bringing investors in and getting them on the phone like that. It's, it's, it's so important, right? If we can't get an investor on the phone, you, you really don't have much, you know, cause you got to be able to build that relationship. And, you know, I get, I honestly, I get investment offerings all the time from people I've never met before, never talked to. And I'm like, well, how, how did you, how did you get my email? <laughs> you know, or, you know, this is not a pre-existing relationship. So, so, and, I, and a big goal of mine is, is getting investors on the phone, you know, sometimes numerous times, you know, if we don't get to meet in person, I want to develop that relationship. I want to understand lots of things about them, but, but that first call is important. And, and I'd love for you to elaborate on, on how you get them there. Yeah. And I want to thank you for kind of bringing this question out of me. Cause I don't think I've ever really taken a hard look at the science of it. It's um, in a way something that I think I've just always kind of done naturally. But when you look at it, um, you know, closing a deal, bringing, bringing someone's equity into the picture um, or just establishing that relationship, I think it does take a certain, maybe not even a necessary amount of skill, but an amount of awareness. 
uh, one phrase that I like to, to use that I took from someone who's really good at marketing on LinkedIn, or, uh, actually Joe Applebaum, he always uses the phrase, uh, if you're going to be selling, you're going to be smelling. So um, in this world of business, in this world of life, really in building relationships, you have to kind of take a look at the, uh, the idea of what can this individual do for me now versus what can this individual do for me for life? And I could say um, it's something that personally I find a challenge that you have to work on every day. You kind of get stuck, stuck sometimes thinking about now, 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 like closing this deal now. Uh, but the more you're able to make it a habit to think about, for example, you and I just kind of meeting for the first time right now, Whitney, um, you know, looking forward to the next 10 years of us knowing each other, 20 years or whatever, instead of looking forward to like, all right, this episode's going to go out on September 15th. Like, okay, bye. You know, some people actually do have that mindset and um, I can't speak for the level of success that they have. Maybe people are successful in doing business that way. I've just found that when you meet someone for the first time, when you're interacting with someone for the first time, if you have that idea of, can I sit down and have dinner with this person for the next 10 to 20 years? Because a lot of the times the deals that we're going into in this industry, you know, sometimes they last that long. So um, I guess that's a, a brief breakdown of the approach that you want to have in regards to getting someone on the phone and talking about a deal with them is always when you make that first impression, get ready to, uh, you know, at least anticipate a long-term relationship with the individual. I could not agree more. And it's, it doesn't matter if I'm networking, you know, at a conference or if I'm, you know, talking to someone just like yourself, I try to allow enough time that just like you and I did talk, you know, before the show and even after some, and, you know, even try to follow up and things like that, uh, you know, just to develop that relationship. Cause like you said, you, you never know the value you're going to be able to add to this person or, or how they're going to be able to add it to you as well. And, and if you, if you just cut that off, I mean, that's, I don't know that I just feel like you get that sense sometimes kind of like doing the shotgun approach with business cards in a meeting, you know, uh, mm -hmm. running around. Well, you know, that person didn't make an impression at all. Uh, but so can you talk a little bit about maybe your best way to get investors connected uh, to you all and, and to get them on the phone? What do you all use to, to connect, make that first connection? And how do you do that? I think what, again, what I found most successful is it's always best to, if you are going to maybe present a deal or talk about a deal to an investor to make sure that you actually have something in advance before um, even thinking about mentioning it. So, um, you know, if I'm, if I'm at a networking event, for example, and I know that, you know, for example, right now we have a, a workforce housing deal um, syndication at ASIM Capital. And so I can't think of any time that I just walked up to someone and say, hey, we have a deal. Like, you know, I, I talk to them. I get to know, actually, you know, you, you prioritize what, what their why is. You prioritize what they're interested in. Um, and then just, in my opinion, you know, really just keep it ca as casual as possible. Obviously professional, but casual. And just say something like, hey, you know, we've got this offering going on right now. Would you like to take a look at it? And um, I'd say more than nine times out of 10, 9.5 times out of 10, the individual, if you've built that rapport, if you take an interest in what gets them going first, they'll say, sure, you know, go ahead, send it over. Um, and then from there, more questions will hopefully come. And once those questions come, you know, because I'm still relatively new to this industry to begin with, Hunter and Michael, who I work with, have a lot more experience. So I'll, I'll go ahead and say, you know, these are great questions. Um, would you mind hopping on a call with, with Michael or Hunter? And uh, thankfully, those two guys have a lot of respect within the industry. So again, usually the individual's like, yes, please, like I want to talk to these guys. So um, I'd say that's really, you know, how my approach has worked. And I have no reason to, uh, I mean, I want to improve it, but yeah, ch changes, uh, I don't know which ones I'd make right now. It's going pretty well. Yeah, good, good. No, so, you know, uh, 
you mentioned like in the bio, new media marketing expert. And I know you and I talked about like marketing tied to LinkedIn. And, and you know, I'd love for you to elaborate on that. I know you mentioned uh, Joe Applebound. I think you said, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I hadn't heard that name before, but even the, the, I wrote the, the, quote down, you know, if you're, if you're going to be selling, you're going to be smelling and, you know, elaborate a little bit about what that means as well. And just let's get into that, the LinkedIn marketing that you all are doing. Yeah. And this is uh, an interest that I'd say I've probably taken a little bit more personally and have been able to um, provide to, to grow our brand at Concordia, to grow our brand at, um, at ASIM and then also grow, you know, my Adam Carswell brand as well. Uh, First, I would say in reference to Joe Appfullbaum, Guys, go ahead and, and hop on LinkedIn right now if you're in front of a computer or just make a note. Uh, go look him up on LinkedIn and connect with him. He's an expert, expert marketer. I'm sure he has somewhere between 20 to 30,000 connections. I know LinkedIn caps you once you get to 30,000. You have to start being picky. Um, but just a, a very smart guy when it comes to doing this. And I've taken a lot of what I've learned from him and applied it to my own strategies on LinkedIn. Uh, one of which which I'm actually currently on a, on a 30 day hiatus right now, but um, again, I'll be back in action by the time this goes live is posting on LinkedIn every day, Sunday to Sunday. It sounds kind of hard. It sounds kind of crazy, but if you uh, kind of develop a method to your madness, and even if it's maybe just like one sentence, for example, uh, the, you're creating content. So what you're doing is you're kind of in a way forcing yourself to create daily. Um, and the more you create, the more people are going to take notice of who you are and what you're doing. And one thing that I also like to share is um, it doesn't always have to be necessarily about business. People are gravitating more and more towards purchasing or doing business with someone who they can relate to their personality. And so sometimes I always like to use this as a reference. I, I love going for runs. And so sometimes I'll just go for a run and I'll take a little like Snapchat video, like 10 seconds with the music I'm listening to going, which is usually like electronic or something kind of like, yeah, pump up music. Uh, I'll take it. I'll post it on LinkedIn and I'll just put something like, you know, treat your exercise like a business meeting. Like don't, don't miss a day. Stay, you know, stay on top of it. And then it'll be funny. Like out of all the posts I make, something like that will get the most engagement. So um, that's, that's a few examples there of how anyone listening can go ahead and improve their social media reach, especially on LinkedIn. I like that. Now, Snapchat is something that I have never like I've never even started an account on Snapchat. Is that something you recommend? <laughs> Snapchat is interesting. Um, I would say it's definitely, well, I would not consider it a necessity for anyone growing their brand. I would say if you really just want to maximize every avenue that exists, you might as well get on Snapchat. But I think the three biggest players right now certainly are Facebook, which people are definitely taking notice to. Um, Instagram, which if you want to reach out to people like me, I'm 28. So millennials, if you, if you're looking to, look for the future of your business, definitely get on Instagram. And then um, LinkedIn is just low hanging fruit, honestly, because I think there's over a half billion users right now. And like, less than 1% of those half billion are posting every day. So if you want to stand out easily, again, like, you know, LinkedIn is a great place to start. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, you said you, you make that video, it even records the, the, the song in the background that you're listening to. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. If you if anyone here, you can, if, I think you can do it on Instagram too. Um, I've just found it easier on using the Snapchat app. So if you're like, I listen to Spotify or whatever you use to listen to music. Um, if you just let the music play and you pull up Snapchat, for example, and kind of press and record on the, or hold down the record button, it'll record you and then <laughs> the music that's playing as well. And then I just download it to my phone. And from there I can upload it to wherever else I want to post it. 
Okay. Now I didn't know how that worked. So I, I'm glad there you, you could elaborate on that. Uh, <laughs> yes. But so, so LinkedIn, so you're posting every day and, and I guess, tell me what kind of response would you say you get from LinkedIn versus Facebook or Instagram and, you know, for, for these investor connections? I think that LinkedIn is the, is in my opinion, the place to start. I've noticed that slowly with the demographic of, I would say investors between the ages of 30 and 60, it's to me, it's really remarkable within the past year, Facebook has all of a sudden become another form of LinkedIn because people like the private groups and, and, and really that's, that's what's doing it is the groups. So I'm still basically, I would say learning on the best way to maximize Facebook, but um, I was trying to remember your question at the same time. I think it was uh, yeah, just those, those three platforms, where have you seen the, the best results? I guess we could say, you know, from different social media platforms as far as connecting with, with investors for your all's team. Yeah, I would say, personally speaking, I would go with LinkedIn again, due to the fact that how, if you're consistent, how easy it is to stand out and make an impact. I'd say about six months ago, I kind of set my mind to doing that daily posting, or at least as frequently as possible. And my network went from maybe just around 1000 connections to a little bit over 3000 right now. And it continues to grow daily. I'm the type of person that's really just going to accept anyone who wants to connect unless you legitimately give a give me a reason to unfollow or whatever. So, um, and so that's what will start to happen. You'll notice a snowball effect and all of a sudden you're receiving more <laughs> requests to connect than you are sending out. And, uh, and yeah, so because of that, I don't really know. I couldn't tell you why that's just seems to be what happens on LinkedIn. And, and that's why I would recommend it from there. You can also say, Hey, what's your Facebook connect with someone that way. Do you, do you recommend a paid account, LinkedIn account or, or just a free one? Yeah, this is something I actually, just covered in a video that I recorded and I, we should say this too, by September 15th, it'll be available. I, I put together a LinkedIn kind of one one crash course called the connection game for individuals looking to start up their LinkedIn, mostly young professionals and college students, but anyone can take it. Just, just email me. I'm sure my email will be in the show notes. Um, I am so sorry. I lost my train of thought again. What was it? What was it about LinkedIn? Yeah. The paid accounts, paid account, LinkedIn paid account, account versus right. free account. And so we were talking about that on, on the show. Um, so personally, I've found that I can do everything that I need to do without having a paid account. I know that having a paid account, you can have access to data and information that depending on what line of business you're in can really help you. Um, I just personally have seen that there's not necessarily a reason for me to have it other than to have a gold emblem like next to my profile picture and stand out. Uh, you can go and see, for example, if you have premium, who looked at your profile exactly when, at what time for days and days, for example, without the paid account, I think I can see like four or five people who viewed me within the past week. So if I was really trying to track down who's stalking me, um, I guess I could do that. But I guess I've just kept it organic, really. I don't know how else to put it. And um, I think that is doable for anyone. So if you're looking to save some money, I'm sure you could, I don't know what the rate is, but unless, yeah. You know, <laughs> so what about other ways that you are, are growing this network? You know, how, how are you doing that? Let's, let's dig into that a little bit. Yeah. And when you say other ways, are you saying, um, in, on LinkedIn or, um, yeah, anyway, any way okay. that you're finding that, you know, ways that you're, it's worth spending your time on to grow this network. Yeah. Um, I would say, well, most people that are in our industry probably would agree with this, which is attending conferences and getting, the face-to-face -face interaction that is, you know, pretty powerful and necessary in this business. I think that's why, again, why this sector, 
I've gravitated to it so much is because I find more and more that it's all about um, really based on relationships and trust. And I think every aspect is, of business is, but this one is like, you know, you remember when you have that face-to-face -face deal or first meeting with someone and that carries so far into constructing a deal. So this summer, thankfully, I have to give a huge thank you to Concordia. They sponsored me on a few trips and we went to, um, what, three conferences and went to Dallas, um, Vegas twice, once for ICSC's shopping center convention. Um, Vegas was Freedom Fest. That was last month. And then the real estate guys have a really, really amazing ecosystem that's taught me a lot and continues to teach, teach me a lot too. And that was in Dallas um, in June. So I don't know how many people I met face to face this summer, but that certainly maximized on top of the internet connections that are being made. Is that the, the secrets to successful syndication? Is that one of those or? Correct. That's the same group, same, uh, a lot of the same individuals attend, okay. but this, the one that I went to was how to win funds and influence people. Interesting. I haven't, mm -hmm. I have not even heard of that conference. Um, so that's one you would recommend. Absolutely. Um, it was my first real estate guys event. So, you know, I, don't, I can't say that I have been to a lot and I don't have a lot to speak about, but the one that I did go to, you know, I got a chance to meet Russell Gray and, and Robert Helms and spend time with them. Uh, I got to spend time with Robert Helms and his dad in Vegas. You know, we had dinner with them there. So getting into the minds of those guys is no other way to put it, in my opinion, than gold. And then the people that surround them are an emulation of, of you know, the way that they think, which is very authentic, in my opinion. Yeah. So highly recommend going to their events okay. if you can. Okay. So, you know, you being the the, the marketing, media marketing expert, and, and you're really diving into LinkedIn, and, I, and this has been great, because uh, I know a lot of listeners are, are trying to do the same thing and are growing through Facebook and LinkedIn. It's a big topic. You know, numerous people on the show, you know, have talked about different social media outlets, and I, and I know I get questions all the time, you know, about that. And it's hard. I've had, I mean, I've struggled to be as active on social media as, as I would like to be or need to be. And, you know, or people try to connect and, and it's hard to, for me to make the time to be focused, you know, on those different, so many platforms, right. And be active. So is there a way that you, you know, manage that time or, or time block or, you know, say, okay, every day I'm going to spend this much time in, in this, on this platform, this platform, this platform, or, you know, uh, and how are you, you know, are you using the same content across all the platforms? You know, how, how are you managing that? Yeah. In regards to setting time around it, that's a great recommendation. I would recommend that to anyone. Um, at the same time, I, I would say, man, even for, for me to be specific about it, it's tough because it depends on almost like what day it is. A weekend, more than likely, I, if I'm going to say anything or post anything, it'll be very minimal compared to what I would post on a Monday um, or even a Thursday. For anyone listening, I found Mondays and Thursdays tend to be the most active days on those platforms. So uh, if you can post on those days, normally you'll get a little bit more traffic than the other days. Um, but yeah, you know, I have a vlog. And so what I'll do with my vlog is I'll upload it to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's it. And then LinkedIn as well, if I can. And, you know, it takes time. But for me, I, I've seen what it's done to growing the network. And so it's worth it. Um, one way that I would say you can really get your name out there without having to put in a ton of effort is if you're going on LinkedIn, for example, is engaging with posts. So if you feel like you don't have the time to go out there and create something new every day, um, if you just like, like if I go on your last post, Whitney, and I click the thumbs up button, that's going to get circulated through my network. It's going to say, Adam J. Carswell like this. 
And so it's a good way to get my name and whoever I follow's name out there for two seconds <laughs> of time, for example. And, and commenting is the same thing. Nice. Okay. So, and you also mentioned uh, a vlog, like, could you, what, what is that for a listener that has no idea what that is? Uh, tell us what that is. Yeah. I launched a vlog in 2017 called untitled. And the reason why um, I gave it the name untitled was because I've always been a video guy. I've always created videos since I'd say since middle school. And I just realized, you know, there's not any one specific type of video that I like to make. I would like to make maybe something like a conversation that we're having right now. I'll go make a music video with my friends. I'll take a scenery video. I'll, you know, just mix it all up. So there's no label. And it's a reminder to everyone who's a fan of Untitled to live a life unlabeled. Because the, the less labels you have, you know, kind of the more free, I would say, you are. And it's tougher for people to put you in a box and you can really be yourself. So go look it up on YouTube, Adam Carswell, Untitled. Okay. So, so the vlog is like a, a video blog, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. And, and, I don't know. If that, and, I think that no, it's a, all right. I just okay. want, I mean, cause a lot of people have probably never heard of like that term before. Thank you. Yeah. And, and, and but, but you, so you house all those videos on YouTube. I do. I do. Yeah. We've got probably over, definitely over 300 videos to go. And then you share, you share those from YouTube to the other platforms. I do. Um, one thing that you just brought to my attention though is a YouTube link will not perform anywhere close to as well as a Facebook link will perform if you're, if I'm posting on Facebook, for example. So these platforms, Facebook and, and Insta, or not Instagram, um, LinkedIn, LinkedIn to be specific, they like to keep their users on the platform. So when posting links or videos, if you can post it through that platform, instead of like cross posting, basically, you're going to generate more traffic. Okay. Now I've heard a little bit about that in the past. Yeah. If you post a link from outside of Facebook in Facebook, Facebook, they're not going to show it to as many people is what I hear. Correct. Yep. Okay. And there's, there's no autoplay feature with that either where Facebook does the autoplay. Okay. So you're going to download that video. Then you're going to post the video itself in Facebook. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Okay. Now that makes sense. And, and what about uh, even YouTube promotion? Are you all promoting that way? And, and uh, is that beneficial to, uh, to, you know, connecting with investors? I think it, it helps with a, just a certain level, level of credibility to be able to say, Hey, you know, I have a YouTube channel. Um, is it something that I'm really pushing to, I guess, generate income or, or anything like that? No. Um, I just use it to, to have it and to establish credibility. And I would recommend to anyone out there, you know, if, if you can just go out there and make a few videos, create a YouTube channel for yourself, all of a sudden you can, you know, walk up and shake someone's hand and say, Hey, yeah, I have a YouTube channel. Okay. So, you know, part of your, part of your, um, the intro also is an investor relations specialist. Can you tell us, you know, help somebody that's getting started, you know, in this business and, you know, uh, most people are nervous about those investor calls or investor talks or getting connected. You know, it's like they really want to make the connections, but they kind of don't because they're nervous about, you know, that connection. And, you know, how did you get past that? And, and, you know, what happened, you know, once that, you know, you could say, you know, you could move past that and be motivated to make that connection. I think you, you nailed it on the head using the word connection there. That's really, in my opinion, how any individual who wants to be in the investor relations space needs to think is you are, you are a connector. And so as a connector, if you understand that your value is in connecting, not necessarily providing all of the details and the information, but if you focus and you realize that connecting is, is your value, um, you know, I found with, again, with, with Michael and Hunter, two 
brilliant, brilliant minds. I get impressed every day when I'm working with these guys. Um, I have so much trust now in their knowledge that I know if I can just make that connection, you know, there's the handoff from, from Brady to whoever the Patriots running back is. I don't know why I use that as an example, but you know, that's the, maybe because they like to win. Um, that's the example right there. Awesome. No, that's great. So you, you got past that, you know, or even building your confidence in these other guys that you're, yeah, I mean, now you can just wide open to, to make all the connections. And so, you know, what, um, what about, uh, you know, advice for, or about this team that you're talking about, you know, these guys are, are great guys and, and, you know, you all built a team and they've added you to really manage some of this over here. You know, how has that, um, I guess, helped you all to grow faster, you know, adding you to this team. I know it's taken a load off their plate, you know, um, you know, and, and, and helping, I guess, help me think about that. If I'm thinking about hiring somebody to do the same or, uh, you know, or if other people listening are looking to bring on somebody uh, to kind of take the same position that you're in. Yeah, I had a couple individuals that are young in the commercial real estate space reach out to me basically asking how can they emulate what I'm doing with other firms. And I kind of walked them through really the basics of what we've discussed today. Um, so for someone like you, Whitney, who's looking to find a, a, a bright young mind or, or anyone listening, um, again, we're going back to the connection game. And uh, you know, I'd say if you're in my shoes listening, reach out to guys like Whitney. And if, and if you're in Whitney's shoes, you know, reach out, to, to guys like myself and, and you can, everyone listening right now could definitely reach out to me because I do have, again, people in my network who are eager to find that missing link to maximize their business. Um, again, I, I, I get going, you know, sometimes on, on the podcast that I forget if I actually answered the question, but was that? No, it's good. Yeah, accurate? it's good. Yeah. I was just trying to figure out, you know, how, you know, adding somebody like yourself to the team and, and what mm -hmm. that looks like. Um, but, you know, what's a way that you've recently improved this process that, that we could apply to our business as well? Recently, um, what I, I'd say within the past three months, going back to consistently posting. I can't put enough emphasis on, on posting daily. It, it creates a presence. Now, I think some people might be afraid and their thought is like, oh, will my network get overwhelmed by me? But for a perfect example is a guy, for example, like, like Gary Vanderchuk, um, he'll post the exact same video like four times in one week. Um, and that way someone like me will see it once and like it or comment on it, engage with it. So I would say taking away that, when you think about posting daily, taking away the fear of, am I going to be annoying my network? For example, if you can just move beyond that fear. You're golden. Cause you know, that's what the real masterminds are doing is just posting and post. I follow, for example, I follow Elena Cardone, Grant Cardone's wife on Instagram. I'm, I'm every day. I'm just blown away at how much content this woman is cranking out. It's, you know, she probably has a team helping her, but it is relentless and it's every single day consistent value being added. So, you know, that's what the, uh, the real geniuses are doing right now. Wow. So yeah, are they making those videos live or, or are they, you think they're pre-recording them like many at a time? They could be uh, potentially recording it on their phone and at a time where it's quiet sitting down and, and uploading it. I can sense that with Grant and Elena, with a lot of their, uh, what you call on Instagram stories, which again, see, there you go. They're, they're hacking into the millennials. They're getting into guys like me. Um, you can really feel like, Hey, I think this is actually them posting it, which is another thing that's tough. I know for a lot of our uh, listeners is finding the time to actually do that. Um, 
people can feel when it's actually you. So if there's ever a chance that you get to go on there and just leave a comment today or just a like a day, um, that organic feel will be, will be felt by your network. Nice. Okay. And what's, what's one thing that's contributed to your success, Adam, you know, and it doesn't have to be like a recent thing, but something that's helped you to get to where you're at today, man, this is like such a easy answer, I think. And thankfully Whitney, you and I are on the same level with this one, I would say as well. Um, you know, there's just been so many times in my great life that I've had, and I had some amazing parents raise me. I got to give credit to mama and papa car as well going on their 31st year of marriage this year. But, um, you know, God, no matter what, always has your back. And when you get to a point in life where you're just like, like, I have no idea what to do right now. Cause you know, those times come, um, just knowing that someone's there to catch you all the time and praying and asking for help. Sometimes you don't know how it's going to happen, but he, he catches you when you fall. So for me, God is real. That's what, that's what gets me to where I'm going. I appreciate you sharing that. I definitely agree. I mean, the Lord has definitely blessed us, our family and business and in numerous ways. And, and uh, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. And uh, tell us, Adam, uh, how you like to give back. I like to give back through my podcast, primarily dream chasers interviews with the future. Um, on Dream Chasers, we interview individuals with supernatural amounts of potential based on early success in their business. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's get straight to the interview. <laughs> um, I, I've just found that uh, highlighting people who have had success early in a, in a new endeavor of theirs, it brings me a lot of joy. And uh, I can see that you know creating that platform for them to share something that they're very passionate about makes them feel very happy too. So it's a win-win. Great. Well, Adam, I, I greatly appreciate your time and connecting with you. It's been great to connect and get to know you better, you know, through the interview and us talking beforehand as well. 